BBC Six Music Podcasts. Six Music. This is a free download from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk slash sixmusic. And now, Russell Howard and John Richardson. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, sorry it's a bit late. Um, that's, uh, that's mostly my fault. It's nice to build the anticipation, isn't it? People get into rigid structures, don't they? They get used to it on a Monday and then it'd be nice if someday they thought, oh, what am I going to do? They I'm might got chatted to someone on the bus because they didn't have our podcast and then they might get married. It's unlikely. Or maybe they just go, freaking Russell Howard and Kirk John Richardson don't do their podcast. And then they probably wouldn't do it in that voice. They might do, you never know though. That's the, the madness anyway, of the Anyway, the point is, 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 it's here now, isn't it? So yeah. just shut up about it. Yeah, well hopefully you enjoy it. There's all sorts <laughs> of uh, bits and pieces on it. So put it in your ears and enjoy. A good challenge for you this week, listen out for that. Yeah, yeah, kindred spirit in Michael. Mm. And if you want to uh, challenge Fordy, then do it next week. You can email russell.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk and you can take that tubby mess on in anything. Anyways, um, that's that. Enjoy. BBC. Six Music. I've just read an amazing story in The Times, right? This is, this is hot off the press, right? Lord Byron, are we familiar with his work? Fair enough. Um, now, he's got a reputation as England's greatest romantic poet, right, Lord Byron. He's one of these people that you, you're supposed to know about, but you don't really know enough, right? And apparently... Um, he had a way of fobbing off his female admirers. Now, you get a lot of female admirers, Adam. Yeah. You get a lot of female admirers. We're always looking for ways to fob them off, right? Yeah. I just find a good, swift, sharp blow to the head. That's John's approach, yeah. He's Effective. a head. He's a headbutter. He's a headbutter, right? Byron didn't do this, but you'll like this story, right? The women would send him locks of their hair with their fan letters, right? With their what? With their fan letters. Uh. And he would send clippings of his hair back, right? But it turns out it wasn't his hair. They found out today. I don't know how they found out today, right? But it was in some diaries that he kept where he went, what I actually do, he used to take clippings of his dog's hair, right, and send them back to him. His dog was a, uh, a Newfoundland dog, and he was called Boatswain. So there you go. What a fantastic thing to do. It's not exactly going to... These dumb broads would have been sat there, like, rubbing the hair of a dog. Yeah. It's not going to rebuff their advances, though, is it? That's just going to... Leading them on, if anything. Yeah. They're going to think he's got silkier hair than he's actually well, got. Well, this is it, yeah. Didn't know Byron had long, flowing, golden locks. And they get there and see a golden retriever and a bald poet. There's a lot of dog news. Someone sent in an email specifically with dog news in it. Two oh, yeah. stories about dogs. We should get some sound effects of dogs. I met someone else this week who's a sponsorer of Shane. Yeah, that's right. What, the same dog? Same dog. What, yeah. Hang on a minute. Well, he's, he's got coin two... in it, and he's cute yeah. dog. That sounds like BS. I spoke to him and How... I said, have "What you spoke to Shane? Did you?" No, I spoke to the guy who sponsored Shane. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah. "Have you heard from him lately?" Because I've had nothing, and he said he'd had a letter. <laughs> and I was not happy. Why well, isn't that extraordinary? But luckily, mine came yesterday with yeah. a fridge magnet. So I've got like... Shane on my fridge now. Hey, John. Sorry, sorry, I haven't been uh, writing to you. I've just been busy on my own. Listen, you got any money, man? Because we're looking to go to Spain, me and the guys. He didn't say that, actually. What did he say? He said, uh, sorry I haven't been in touch, but it's summer and I just love getting out and playing with my toys and running about a bit. And the more I run about, the more I get to eat. He likes food and exercise. Sounds like I'd really get on with the guy. Did you write the Dog, letter? dog. Did, did you write the letter to yourself? No, I didn't. It's Shane wrote it. I should have brought it in. Then you'd know. Um, Shane actually cuts off his human keeper's hair and sends it to John. <laughs> yeah, nice, though. Yeah. I smell it. I've sewn it into my pillow. Should we not talk about this well, anymore? Well, you said you had dog news. <laughs> I had, but we've been talking quite a long time now, haven't That's we? That's right. Um, there's a disabled dog called Milo. Oh, Jesus. Here we are. Now we're in a minefield. 
Oh. Is that a photo of a dog? It is. Right, morning. Oh, my God, who are these people? There's a bloke called Pete who sent in a photo of a dog which he appears to have positioned over his toilet to make it look as if the dog is throwing up after a heavy night or the dog is actually drinking from the toilet. Uh... Uh, on the talk of dogs, I thought I'd send you a funny dog picture. I found this whilst I was doing a food hygiene test at work the other day. I laughed for a solid three minutes. Wow. It is the dog drinking. What's that got to do with food hygiene? I don't know, but I don't know where he works, but there's a dog that's wandered in and been drinking from the toilet, and he's managed to uh, break away for three minutes from his health and safety check to laugh at a dog drinking. He took it. It would appear so. It was quite a blurry photo. It might be part of the presentation as to what not to do at work. Fairly basic. Never dress up as a dog and drink from the toilet, but you think people would know that. Do you mean, there's another photo here of uh, someone who's dressed up as a cat and lit, lit an old lady on fire. Again, don't do that. Speaking of food, and Stephen Merchant, I got beef with him, because he went to that... <laughs> Kick yeah. it! They um, finally got round to watching... Oh, the- yeah! Yeah! In, the, in the, um, the gherkin. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Continue. Yeah, he went. Why is he going? I don't mind him going because at he's least famous. he's still famous. Wogan Sophie was Ellis there. Baxter. Wogan was there tucking in. Sophie Ellis Baxter hasn't done nothing for five years. She's got an amazing face, though, hasn't she? You can't not stare at it. It's like a huge octagon. You couldn't have gone there. You just sat in the corner. I just talked about the food instead of cutting to Sophie Ellis Baxter. What did you think of that? It was nice. Thanks. Pretty insightful, that. Thanks for, your, thanks for coming along. It's not right. It's what would you right. have added? What would you have added? I'd have talked about texture and colour. That's what you do. You go, oh, the colours were amazing. And I liked the contrast of textures. See, so you're coming across as a little bit creepy there. Yeah, well, no one would know who I People am, like, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, who's that, who's that creepy bloke coming about colour and texture? You got a bomb in straight away. Have a chat with Wogan. Problem is, I'd headbutt got, Wogan. I'd have got wasted upstairs because they were giving out free champagne, looking mm. across London, and I'd have got. I know what I'm like. Matt Dawson was there, the rugby player as well. Well, Matt Dawson won Celebrity MasterChef, so Did he? that's fine. He's allowed to go. But there's some people who are associated with food, like that Hardeep Singh Kohli, and people are like, just think, who are you? Who are you? Oh, that's an interesting. How do you become a food critic? Just by being a really fat knacker. I like Giles Curran. Who's Giles? Go with these people. He's but a how do you? Critic. Do you know what I mean? Is that interesting? How do you get to that stage where you go? I'm really good at eating dinner. It's like art. All right, critic, well done. Though, isn't well, it? I'm quite good. Hey, it's like being an art critic. You have to know a bit about it so that you can make interesting points. <laughs> it's the ultimate news quiz showdown. The final three weeks. So five questions each. One each faced from the audience. And then uh, at the end, you get the ultimate news quiz cup, which people can see on the website. And I think we're supposed to have some new news quiz jingles to signify that it's the exciting climax. Here we go. I think I've found him. Who's this jingle? Nope. No, that okay, be George Formby then. Let's have another go. Uh, I only lost my virginity at 17. It's not that one either. Right. Any second now. Another new the feature. The ultimate news quiz championship. Right, well, that's not an entirely new jingle, is it? No, it's not. In the, it's the old one, and she's put the word ultimate in it. Someone is going to get fired here. Right, uh, so I do a question, you do a question. No, you do all yours, and then... Because otherwise we're going to have to keep swapping chairs, aren't we? Uh, so you do all yours, and then I'll do all mine. Maybe okay. we'll do it your way next week. Okay, here's the first... If we qu- had new uh, going in and going... If we had new sort of true or false noises. No. Okay, well, next week. No. No, we've got... Uh, we've got BBC's... Nope. Right, here we go. Well, it's the same as always. Right, let's pretend none of that happened. Here we go. Let's start again. 
The ultimate the news quiz. Blah, blah, blah. Right, okay, first question. A new Facebook site is open this week uh, called What Faces Have You Pulled in Lifts? And it has already over 10,000 members. True or false? Of what's the, what's the website about? It's called... Uh, what faces have you pulled in lifts? Oh, I see. Basically, it's not to do it's with pulling as in the, dis- you know. What's sexing? Pulling as in, yeah, getting N- off. No, no, no. It's kind of, you know, when there's kind of mirrors in lifts, people have taken photos of the various creepy okay. faces. Oh, I'd like to think that's true. And there's 10,000 already. Yeah, I'd like to think that's true. I like that. True, says John. <laughs> <laughs> pulled you in. What's, what's the truth? No truth in it. Right, okay. But there probably will be after that. Right, uh, Lancashire news. A 45-year-old man in Blackpool has been given an ASBO to stop him getting drunk and making Nazi salutes. True or false? Lancashire news. That was the Lancashire section. Yeah, we should signify that. Oh, bloody hell. Should signify that. Not all Lancastrians are like that. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we stress that? Yep. Yeah? True or false? Should we stress it like we mean it? True or false? Um, 45-year-old man. You can't stifle the man. A man can do what he likes. Um... But I, uh, it might be true. You can't, you can't do what he likes. Yeah, he can. You can't, can't get it's drunk. Freedom in. of speech, innit? Freedom of speech, mate. Just go out and do what I like, don't I? Well, that's it, yeah. Freedom of speech, like. I like a pint of bitter, and then I like to hold my arm above my head. There ain't no arm in it. Well, there's an arm, but the arm above my head. But there ain't no arm in the arm. He's a funny guy. I like him. It's true. True, says John. Of course it's true. Everyone's dyslexic now. Like my friend Reese, right? Not. Well, no, but a lot of people are, right? And it's amazing if you're it, like, because you have to do a test, and then you can get like a computer, you can get like a fax machine, you can get a small robot. Dyslexia. There's another one, isn't there? That's. But surely it's so easy to pass the test because you just got to act really stupid when they do it on you. I don't think it's quite that easy. Oh, I tell you what, if you went in there and they said just write down your name and you started crying. And just put like you know a couple of lines, and maybe just scratch some mud on it. They're going to yeah, put you down. I think, I think you're really doing a disservice to the people who test for <laughs> dyslexia. There, I think they. All I know is my friend Reese, a very intelligent bloke, and he wanted a free computer, and he managed to scam the system. That's all I know. Right, that's not a pandemic, though, is it? I bet. I bet there's a lot of people who've worked the system. Yes. You or I could work the system if we wanted a computer while we were at university. Walk in there. Well, I was at uni with someone who got a free computer. It wasn't dyslexia, it was... It He's was, a thief, wasn't he? He was a thief. He went to Dixon's. I don't think it's dyspraxia. It's one to do with... He said he just used Which to... Which one's dyspraxia? What's that? Is that to do with colours and stuff? Um, no, I think... It, if it was dyspraxia he had, it was to do with... Uh, it just basically meant he was clumsy and he struggled to get out of bed. He didn't get up in the morning and he used to drop things and he couldn't hold a pen very well. Which he could, but... I think he was just drunk. He knew he'd get a free computer. That's why I dropped out of university. It's a work shy. If you're uh, listening, hi. But, uh... It's like Synth- Synthanesia, that's a fantastic illness. You know, that, that's the one where you, um, you smell colours. So you smell yellow and, uh, you know, your senses are all jumbled up. There was a composer that, be that had that. extraordinary. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote his, uh... His, I think it was really. It's either Mozart or Beethoven. Really, who was just astonished when they got to about eight years old and couldn't understand that. Said, "Oh, that's quite blue, isn't it? That music." People went, "What? Well, it's obviously quite blue, isn't it?" Oh, what? So he actually had it flipped around as well. Could see colours when he heard music. Wow, that must be extraordinary. Mm. Crush. I think it's quite common. Have all the things to have as well. If you're a composer and you're seeing 
So if you go to a concert of your of your music, oh, it's amazing. And it's all kind of must be like a rainbow. That's how they wrote. They wrote like symphonies so that they looked Flipping like oceans neck. and stuff. Wow. It would be far more intelligent debate if I could remember who it was. You should have like you know like you know have three uh, D glasses in cinemas where you can that would be amazing if you could give synthesia to people to mm. watch the music that'd be incredible. Or oh, just at Kings of Leon concerts, just throw up in a bucket and throw it over people. There's no need for that. We're having a lovely intelligent <laughs> debate, and you took it out on those screeching kids. Yeah, They're good. The Kings of Leon. Get yeah. into it. No. Oh, we've got the Guillemots coming up. You like them, don't you? I oh, do. Dancing in the Moonlight. It's a good track, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got Paris is Burning by Ladyhawk, and that's, of course, your nickname while you were working at the Woodland Group, wasn't it? At the Woodcraft Folk. Woodcraft Folk, yeah. What was that, Ladyhawk? Ladyhawk, how right. was it? Nickname, was it? Yeah. No. no. It was Killer. Or Stone, sometimes. I think Oblivion goes to my gym. You know Oblivion from Gladiators? No. There was a that? guy at my gym this week who looks exactly like him. It was a, one of them's called Battleaxe. That is unlucky. She's isn't a it? right munter as well. And yeah, every what week are they, they doing do. that for? Why they got that's that's what you call a dinner lady, isn't it? They, I'm surprised they got away with it because they do all the sexy ones. And Skank. They, go, they do like Moonlight and all that. And then every week they just say the other one's names. But when they get to her, they go the awesome power of Battleaxe. Yeah, that's basically awful. like saying and the fat one. Yeah, but she must have been gutted when they lined them up and they went, "Here's your names. You're going to be Vo." You're going to be Hurricane or River, whatever they're called. We did that at an army camp we went to. They kind of lined us up. You went to an army camp? Yeah, I've told you about this when I was 15. Because they thought there was about six of us in our year that should have been doing better at school than we were. So they said, sign them up. Yeah, it was. So we went to an army camp. It's when I lost my virginity. underneath the Seven Bridge. And um, classy. Uh, But they lined us all up and they gave us nicknames at the beginning of it. And uh, my mate was called Wingnut. Because uh, of his ears, which is fair enough. Yeah. And they, uh, people were kind of called like Bluey or Blondie. I was Blondie, fairly easy ones. And then he looked at this, this uh, corporal, whatever he was, right? Looked at one kid and called him Sex Pest. So for the rest of the week, he was known as Sex Pest. It's not bad. That'd be quite a good gladiator now, though, wouldn't it? Sex Pest. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just dressed up in a long coat like that. I like Anyways. Spartan. Do you? And Ice. They're cool. I'm going to be a gladiator. Sex pest. Well, let's do it. Let's let's sneak you onto Gladiator as a sex pest. He looks weak, though. The this... raging power of sex pest. That ice is unbelievable. Because yeah, last time Gladiators was on, yeah. it was at an age where I could legitimately, you know, hang tough. Who's that? Oh, that's, that's ice. ice. You know, hang tough and they wrap their legs around them and they wriggle yeah. up and down. Yeah. I didn't mind when I was 15 and it was on that that used to... Mozart. That's oh, it was Mozart. Oh, excellent. Right, we've, moved, we've moved on. Oh. A minute ago, a Mozart, the colours and the noises. Well, you don't want to get their bloody legs around it and you sat there with a rod on. BBC Six Music. Russell Howard and John Richardson. It's official. There's no better start to a Sunday morning than listening to you guys drinking a cup of tea and watching a swearing family member being repeatedly smacked around the head by a rogue piece of canvas. He just fell over. Happy days. Surely it'd be easier to just let it go free. Loving the show, Kate. Three kisses. Rogue Ooh. canvas is a good gladiator name. It is. Well, it? We were just doing this, actually. I've come up with trumpet, mental and cuddle, which I think would be quite Mental? Good yeah. Right. <laughs> a gladiator called mental would be a good one. And cuddle. <laughs> like in like a, a shell suit with kind of like sort of what looked like knife cuts in it. Mental. Yeah. And one, uh, that'd be it, right? So you come on and you've just got one sock on and some pants and your hair's kind of all scrumpled up. Mental. You wouldn't go near him. Yeah. And he's just like, every t- before he starts, he's always eating crisps. So ordinarily, they're kind of like doing sort of... It's movement. a different show, really, isn't it? Yeah. You're but, asking there. But you strike the fear of God into you. If you yeah. saw Mental. It, and it's not for, necessarily family entertainment, that, though, and is it? Cuddle. Someone with severe mental health issues. Yeah, but he'd be good in a fight. 
They often are. Yeah. They try and stop gladiators before it gets to that. <laughs> it's a bit of fun. It's pushing people down squidgy stairs and stuff. There must be, like, gladiators extra where the gladiators really lose it. Because like, there's fights in the tunnel at football games, so... Tornado's got a temper on him. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's a proper... He's from, like, Leeds as well. You can tell he's just a chip. He's all covered in tattoos. I'll take you down. I'll take you down, Tom. Wow. Just calm down, son. You were bullied at school. You've beefed up. It's fine. God, You're not good be, enough to play professional sport. It must be an extraordinary audition process to see them all wandering. Well, Charney, uh, yeah, bottom of my bench, bloody last mate. Right, we're going to call you. Um, we're gonna bench. Call you, yeah, exactly. We're going to call you Colorado. Right, here we are. Next question. Right, this is quite a good question for do say to myself. In New York City, is this question four? Yeah. In New York City, how many people are bitten by other humans every year? Is it 1,600 or is it 4,800? What a job. Counting up how many people get bitten by other humans every year. I think they just look at hospital records, don't they? But somebody has to top that up and put it into a graph. Um, can't be 4,000. Oh, God, in life, we got another biter. Um, put it into my Excel document. To individual people. I wanted to be a ballerina. If someone's bitten 10 people, does that count as 10 bites? Could be your gladiator on the loose on his holidays. 10 bite, yeah. Um, I think it's just 1,600, surely. You, you, You're always telling me how much crime's gone down and how we should all vote Conservative. Especially in New York, yeah. Yeah, it's, Boris Johnson. and I, I, Tony Benn in the papers today, sticking t- up for David Davis. Because he's lost, he's volunteered his seat. Well, it's ridiculous to suddenly get on your high horse about human rights when you're one of the last Tories campaigning against Section 28's removal. And now you go, oh, human rights, human rights, too late, DD. Carry on, I think. David Davis is a fascinating character, though. He was the one that wanted tasers in houses. Right. Wasn't he? Yeah. That was just for his cat, though, wasn't it? Would have been extraordinary. No, he, he hates his cat. No, it was the day after he got burgled. He said, we need tasers in our house. Well, slightly reactionary. Although, Tony Benn, fascinating character. Tony Benn. Tony Benn, of Tony course, ben. takes a flask of tea onto stage. That's confidence, isn't it? Imagine that. Yeah, not even at his own gigs. No. He just walks on. Led Zepp, when they were doing their concert, yeah, walked yeah. on with a flask of tea. So Scotch eggs, so deal with it. Mm? Yorkshire tea, it's like tea used to be. This is like music used to be. Guys, hit it. 4,800. Wow. That's a lot of We went to Midi Market, one of the biggest markets in Europe, and we were all we bought fresh tomatoes and mozzarella cheese and basil, all fresh off the market. I just ate crisps all lunch. Couldn't believe it. They were unbelievable. Oh, I've got two bags. I'm saving them. I'm saving one for Edinburgh and one for the uh, final of the Euro 2008. Anyway, I've got hobbies. Question five. Song? We've chatted for a long time now, haven't we? Well, I haven't. You've just been telling everyone what you eat. <laughs> I'll tell you the question and you can think about it while we play um, Paris is Burning by... And in a minute, John's going to take us through the evolution of hot dogs he's enjoyed. Well, I'm not a big fan of hot dogs. Don't like them, don't like them, don't like them. Question two. Jim Cockburn's uh, dog, Chester, has been... Di- Chester, Chester Cockburn? If you like, yeah. Um, um, Chester Cockburn? Neither. I'm fine. Chester... The dog, yeah, owned by Jim Coburn. Oh, 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 owned by the Cockburn family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cockburns um, has been. He's been diagnosed with canine Alzheimer's. Didn't he buy it off his uncle Ivor? Um, no, no, no. His uncle Ivor died oh. in a vicious carpet accident. My motorbike arrived. Did it? Yeah. You've been out cruising, have you? I souped it up. Uh, Did you? you spilt soup on it already? No. Mm, you minister, I can't go out on it today now. I have, to <laughs> yeah. I have to wait till it's dry. 
Never mind. I got on it tomorrow. Unless I, I'm having oxtail tomorrow. What's the next question? You haven't Ox- answered that one yet. Oxtail soup is a smashing soup. Yeah, they were having oxtail at the friggin' dinner that I wasn't at. Yeah, I've never had beef like that before. What dinner? Oh, really? Thanks. Oh, well, that well dinner, done. Yeah. Jim Cockburn's blood- dog. Yeah, yeah, true or false? Well, he's got Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, as originally he just used to laugh at it. He said it was the clumsiest dog in the UK. Falls down the stairs once a week. Once a week, oh, falls down the stairs. But that's depressing, isn't it? My dog's just had his other eye taken out, and it's just banging into everything. So yeah, that right. will happen. Well, I tell you what, though, you'd have loved this, right? I got home the other day. I was staying at my mum's house because I, I drove from Cambridge to Bristol, and I had to drop my car off. I got like a hire car, you know, whilst I wasn't using the bike. Covered in soup, wasn't it? Well, it was the most amazing sight, right? I came home, and my aunties were there. My auntie Zena was there. My cousin Sonia was there. We're booing the snacks there. Sue was there, no. And this is the most exciting thing. They've got Westie dogs, right? And there were seven Westies in my kitchen. All my drunk aunties, kind of. Stuart was there, and uh, Kate was there. Everyone was... Your auntie Stuart? No, my my uncle Stuart was there. Everyone was just amazing. Funny family, isn't it? It was brilliant. But all these, like, Westies, and they're like little bears. So you've got all these drunk women kind of sauntering around kind of moaning about their husbands and you've got all these dogs brilliant fun peering into the world of the howard household fantastic auntie stewart pass me that westie no, they're funny westies aren't simple they? mistake russ is coming down here later on this harley <laughs> um good shall we have a ah, not allowed to throw bean bags at me mum said but life and joy and the 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 the, the, the nature of god oh hallelujah and bread for eating will also provide and multiply. Oh, that's, a, that's the opening of the windows of heaven. This is decreeing faith. Decreeing th- a, a thing, <clears throat> excuse me, and it shall be established unto thee the force, the spiritual force of the, the, the spiritual power. He is preparing for you as we even speak. I smell heaven's bakery cooking up something good for you, sister. If God's got to send a bird, he'll send a bird. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And now listen to this. You go a little further. You get the one, God's for you. You get, he's with you. And then the last biggie, God's in you. So this is the deciding question. Adam Hudson will read it out in the style of an angry dinner lady. Who's it come from? Eat them all! Paul in... (laughs) Eat them all? What? Serving out human flesh. Right, all right, so... Right, Paul in Northampton. Can you not sit like that, for Christ's sake? You're all lent over me. It's not his fault you're getting turned on by it. He's he's got shorts on, right? And he's kind of, you know what I mean? It's a little bit Alan Partridge. Is it a little bit pork and beans by Weezer? (laughs) How many calories do you consume when licking a stamp? Ooh. Oh, good oh, question. Oh, yeah, and I do, I do well know this as well. I do know this. Better what? Well done, Paul in Northampton. Yeah, well done, Paul in Northampton. Yeah, well done. Let me think. Um, a quarter of a packet of Maltesers is 120. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to say 13. I'm going to say seven. To take the lead. In the Ultimate News Quiz Championship. Oh, look at him building it. The answer's a quarter. Of a calorie. A quarter. Yeah! Wow. Yeah. Yes, that's that the Queen is not fattening. That's why I didn't finish that marathon. I licked 12 stamps before I set off. I thought that'll do it. Get all my admin. So 1 0 to you in the Ultimate News Quiz uh, showdown. And you know what time it is, don't you? 
I'm Russell Howard. You're John Richardson. <laughs> Flavor! <laughs> there you go. Mixing two punches. Men and sex. With me, Matt Ford. <laughs> That's when I sweat the most. Yes. Mixing two punches. Men and sex. I'm like Bruce Willis. <laughs> My head is one big party. 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 All right, lads. All right, mate. So oh. Where does flavour come from? Flavour! It's on there. Again, it's taken from Twice As Nice by Bushkin and MC Creed. <laughs> I'm an eater. I'm a feeder. That's what I'll always be. <laughs> You're an eater and a feeder. Yeah. I like to share the... Well, I don't like sharing my own food, but I'll treat other people <laughs> to a bit that. of nosh. When everyone... It, like, my girlfriend always has a little bit of my cereal. Drives me insane. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind pouring you a separate bowl of cereal. Yeah, absolutely. this is mine. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Don't fall for this. And it makes me look like I don't like sharing. I love sharing. Yeah, same here, mate. When but the boundaries on. are drawn... Absolutely. Well, when you've, when you've concocted stand. your own... When you put a bit of open and a bit of cornflakes and it's all... You've got the right mixture of milk in. It's yeah. ready. That's your comfort food. And you set and yourself you up for that amount. hands in them. Ugh. Crusty little scab ridden. Not scab ridden, Fordy. She's not scab ridden. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it sound really disgusting, you know? Yeah, but it is a bit of a social faux pas. Mm. Now, uh, Sorry, mate. should we do that thing where. Who was that bloke we were going to talk to? We're what? contacting someone's emailed in, they're going to take you on for. Oh, you know that? Yeah. And they're so confident that they're going to beat you <sighs> that they've said they'll take you on on a subject of your choosing. <sighs> oh, yeah. The throw out was for them to bring the topic on what they know best, but he's yeah. so confident he's going to bring you down. Um, All right. So, what do you want to talk about? But we're trying to get hold of him Philosophy. now. Philosophy. Philosophy. Well, no, 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 no. I'm going. I'm going basic here. No, apparently, it's been decided. Philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've just spoken to him. Oh, he, he wants you on philosophy. You can do the philosophy of football <laughs> if you like. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. Are you not happy about that, Forty? Look, I'm not going to moan. I'll take people on on anything. Yeah. Let him bring 40, it to 40. the table. Do your war call. Do my what? Your war call to frighten him. <laughs> is that what you meant or did you want words <laughs> we've got you a jingle made up 4D oh so, what is it oh, I think we should play the jingle oh into the track here it is oh, it's your jingle go on but life enjoy the- <laughs> it isn't that that's not it no, no that's something later yeah, that's yeah. something for between 12.30 and 1 mm. we'll just get your jingle now oh let's listen to it uh, oh the tension's killing me um, Give me my treat. <laughs> <laughs> I want my jingle now. <laughs> After the rumble in the jungle, two great enemies will collide once more in a debate to the metaphorical death as we invite you to the squabble with the wobble. <laughs> Let's get ready to grumble. Watchers wreck the mic, watchers wreck the mic, watchers wreck the mic, psych. Lovely stuff. Pork and beans, which ironically is the uh, staple diet of the people's champion, Matt Ford. <sighs> All right, Britain. Hey. Can I, uh... Fordy, do some, like, stand up and do some quick boxing, you know, right, into the some shadow boxing. So we can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like, you you sound, you honestly sound like a gerbil in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> right, shadow boxing with Rolf Harris. It's just going to get the blood flowing and make should, it should, We should get to... some tension going. So, oh. by by way of an introduction to your competitor, I'm going to read the email he sent to the show. His name's Michael. Oh, he says, Michael. "Hi team, I'm emailing to say that I can take on that non-smart. Oh dear! Whoa, oh, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, dear. In any debate he can think of, not only am I more intelligent than he is, I am also fatter and eat more, which I whoa. believe is his only skill." 
Wow. I will show him he is the master of nothing and okay. take him on and destroy <laughs> his life. Okay, let's hear him. Let's hear him. Michael, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Quite the build-up, Michael. Quite the yeah. build-up. Do you want to do some shadow boxing for us? Um, not particularly. Fair I'm enough. Enough. <laughs> only be one hand. Yeah, go on. Do one hand. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> First question. First question goes. Can I just? Can I just? Can I just say something before we start? Hey, of course you can. Yeah, is it okay if I just talk directly to Britain for the for yeah. a second? Yeah. <laughs> um, Britain, it's Forda here. How are you doing? Um, look, oh over, my over God, the over, <laughs> over the last few months, you've you've forgiven me, my ignorance, my my immaturity, and today I ask that you afford so... me that same grace because what I'm about to do may expose me as being an ignorant fool <laughs> and frankly quite witless. So, uh, with that in mind, please. Uh, Please be prepared to award me at least a moral victory. He's the people's champion. He's the people's champion. I'm the Jimmy White of debating. <laughs> Michael, to, right. you, to you first of all, my friend. Who I'm is actually your, stood up. Who is your favourite philosopher and why? And who then remember, you've got, 20, you've got, got 20 seconds. Wait, wait, son. You've got 20 seconds. Oh. John, get, get the clock. Yeah, ready. Here we go. Go, Michael. Well, I've got a choice. Well, I'm going to go with today over Descartes for iced tea. Okay, interesting. The man is a genius. Yeah? He's written some important books, man. You should read about them. Getting people out of the ghetto. He yeah. knows where it's at. <laughs> You've come up three seconds short there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. So that, that same question goes to 40 now. 20 seconds. Off you pop, sir. My favourite philosopher is Brian Clough. Uh, a phenomenal man who not only spoke philosophy but lived it through football. He played some beautiful uh, football on the pitch, his teams did, and he inspired people up and down the country, regardless of income, with his simple approach to life and his simple positivity. Bang on 20 seconds. Lovely. Oh. 40 clearly bringing working class vote into that. Well, yeah. I think just the people's well, vote. Uh, yeah. He's ghetto man. That's simply saying simply saying he's ghetto man. Everyone who's working class lives in a slum boy, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting one to score that because <laughs> neither of you were able to quote from your philosophy. Oh, bit... you want some quotes? You want some quotes? No, not now. Quotes? No, no, too late, Forty. Shut your pile. What's interesting about that is the most incredible game of top drums where iced tea. Right, it's the first time ever iced tea and Brian Clough have been pitted <laughs> against each other. So John, the scores? Well, you, to be honest, you've got to go 40. Why is that? Because he finished his time. He did fill his time, but then he... he Michael really just said, Ice-T, yeah, man, he's, he's written some books. He's ghetto. You know, he's ghetto. I'm, this is controversial. I'm giving it to Michael because... Oh, oh, you cannot be serious! At least he referenced... Oh, white he ref liberal guilt, John. White liberal guilt. Put down the Guardian. Oh, he, refer he referenced Ice-T outside of his genre. He cleared up that Ice-T has written books, and he referenced the source of those books, which is about teaching kids how to get out of the ghetto. And he, and he did only not fill the required Don't talk time. over me or you'll lose even more. One point. Fordy only referenced Cluffy in the world of football, and the question was about philosophy, and he didn't take football. I did. I said he inspired people on and off the pitch in he, life in with football. his simple philosophy. Second question. Fordy. <laughs> yeah, man. Do we control the world, or does the world control us? We control the world. We're masters of our own destiny because human beings have choice, uh, whether it's in small things, whether to have tin spaghetti or, uh, <laughs> or chopped tomatoes or on bigger things. Shall I go to university or shall I not? Or shall I have driving lessons or not? We're masters of our own destiny. There's no doubt about it. And what a destiny it is. What are we going to eat <laughs> between chopped tomatoes or spaghetti? 
This is people's philosophy, man. Driving university. Fordy comes in at 16 seconds. What a terrific rant. That was fantastic. (laughs) So the same question to The same question to you, my friend. Do we control the world or does the world control us? I'm going to go with the world controlling us. And I'm going to go philosophical now. The place proved through a theory of a hypothetical demon that the world is, um, yeah, that controls us. Free will doesn't exist. It's just purely determination. Ah. Time up there. You've hit your time exactly, but Fordy romped that one. (laughs) Yeah. And a hypothetical demon. I've got to say, can I just say, so far, Michael, you've been a very dignified opponent so far, despite, oh. despite the email that was read out beforehand. I was a very you, angry person then. You've actually so much you, in that, that space. Yeah, you've been you've been very decent. So uh, you know, if you, if I do lose to you, I will say you've been a worthy competitor. So oh, far. one all, oh, one all, and oh. it sounds like these two are going to have a lovely meal. I think we should have a track. Yep. Um, Where does he live? He lives in Colchester. Colchester. Oh, right, okay, it's not too far. We're here with Fordy and Michael. It's one all. The final question oh. goes to you, Michael. Please give us your own unique thought for the world, your oh. philosophy, if you will. Well I, I, well, I honestly believe we need to be more peaceful. In this day and age, we have men wearing thongs as masks robbing shops in America. <laughs> we need to head towards a more perfect world. Where philosophy is used rather than violence. Oh, lovely Today stuff. Today is, is the tomorrow you thought about yesterday. Oh, a bit of everything there. Yeah. yeah. Nice, lo- lo- lovely. Um, <laughs> didn't think the word thongs was going to feature. No, I didn't either. either. <laughs> just, pop, just pop that in. That was, you know, is a, an indictment of modern, the modern world. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, but, yeah. you know. Ananova is a terrific news it website. It is. One, okay. two, three. Go for it. My philosophy on the world is simple. Laugh and eat as much as you can today to make sure you survive tomorrow. That's it. Eight seconds. There you go. Interesting. Pithy. Interesting. Yeah. Poignant. There is yeah. a certain argument that philosophy needs to be brief and understandable to yeah, be yeah. successful. Indeed. Yeah. And also, you could quite conceivably see that on the back of a sticker on a car. Seriously, right? And you know what? I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know I'm outside of the time now and the jury can't consider this evidence. Okay, okay. Honestly... Have a good old giggle. Find stuff funny, because your day's far more better. Far it really more is. Better. Far more better. It's a good job the jury can't take that into account. <laughs> far better, then. Yeah, no, um, you know. Isn't it? You know, if you can, f- if you laugh at bloody the weather, the grass, food... i tell you what, if you're laughing at grass, you're in real day. trouble. Forty, if you're giggling at grass, you're really struggling, <laughs> you've right? You've just got no, no, it's green, but it's not think, like... It's monster green. Do you think philosophically like... as well that you should laugh at everything, or do you think that things wouldn't get any better if we just laughed at everything? I think what Fordy's trying to say is search out little pockets of joy with which to cuddle yourself. I believe he said laugh at everything and eat as much as you can. Absolutely. I know of a disease where people die of laughing, laughing, though. Well, that's because you, Mike, are a very interesting man. (laughs) (laughs) You also know of a world where people shoplift with thongs on their face. You're you're not an everyday guy, Mike. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But thanks very much. Well, it's down to John. I'm tempted to go with Fordy, but Michael's put across a very good case. John... Um, it's very close, that. It's very close. But it's touched a personal nerve with me that I don't think it serves society any purpose to uh, laugh and eat everything. Because things don't You can't get bring better. your own mind Philosophies into it. Philosophies shouldn't just serve the individual. If the world's going to get better, oh. then you should use a personal philosophy to help other people. That's right, because it, I think he's trying to help laughter, other people. It's helping the third world by eating everything. It's no, his earlier question no, referenced no. whether to decide. Now you've become you've become very no, motherly on him. You're, the you're point a, is, is that they should be allowed to eat everything as well, and then you solve yeah. you solve the. Ford is going to get a, a a van and drop pot noodle, aren't you, mate? 
Yeah, uh, this, I think I think you're using philosophy to avoid tackling issues there. And I think when your first question I'm referenced to whether issues. to decide to have spaghetti hoops or plum tomatoes, and then question, question three says just have both and loads of them. So the winner is Michael. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done, Mike. <laughs> And all that. So if you'd like to tackle Fordy next Magnanimous week, behaviour went out the window. <laughs> Michael ridiculous. went, oh yeah! If you'd like to feel the joy Michael's feeling now, then get in touch <laughs> during the week. I'm going to feel that joy next week. Whoever, I'm telling you, if there's a challenger out there and I know you're listening now, you come here. You come here next week. <laughs> and Michael, you, you can get ha- me. Michael, you can have the final word. Do you want to taunt Fordy? I think his life is over from now. I mean, <laughs> he's destroyed. I know he is. Inside, he's, he's put in his exterior with his stupid laughter on everything, but inside, he's, uh, he's dying. Six music. So that was the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can email us in russell.sixmusic at bbc.co.uk with anything you'd like to know and uh, listen to our show live on Sundays, uh, 10 to 1 on Six Music. BBC Six Music Podcasts. If you liked Russell Howard and John Richardson, try the Adam and Joe podcast. Download for free at bbc.co.uk slash six music. Six music.